Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Initiative Project Podcast. And why am I repeating myself? Well, this is a special podcast. This is our podcast number 60. Can you believe it? 60 months of recording podcasts, five years. Five years has flown by. Uh, I guess it was late April, sometime April 2017, I made the decision that I wanted to do a podcast. I went out and bought my small mixing board, my digital recorder, all the equipment, got a free piece of audio editing software, Audacity. If you're not familiar, it's pretty complicated, but uh, once you get it figured out, it works pretty well. Um, And it was April 2018 that we recorded and launched our very first podcast that happened to be on gun safety. And so podcast 60, I thought, you know, instead of trying to figure out what next safety or preparedness topic to talk about, we'd talk about everything. And what I mean by that is that I'm going to take this podcast and I'm going to kind of do a walk down memory lane and touch upon all previous 59 podcasts with you and in the mix not just talk about briefly what each one is about and topics that we discussed or who joined us as a guest but maybe give you if there's any to be had maybe give you some behind the scenes of what was going on or how the podcast came about those sorts of things who did it with me some crazy stories behind the scene you probably don't know about because we've never talked about them until now so hopefully this will be exciting and hopefully it'll be a primer if you've never listened to us before it'll be a primer for you uh, because after listening to this podcast number 60 of ours you'll be able to think of one or know about one that maybe you didn't before that you want to go and listen to and so i would ask you that if you hadn't listened to us before this podcast is going to be a good one because it's going to be a over overview not an overcast an overview of everything we've done up until now and uh, might might turn you on some things that you have interest in and you know the self-initiative project was founded on the principle that we were that we're all responsible for our own personal safety and preparedness. And so I got to think that anyone here following us, listening to us is of a similar mindset. At least I hope that you are. And why, why were we founded? Why did I find the find? find, (laughs) Why did I start the self-initiative project? Uh, The simple answer is because I believe that being safer and prepared is better better than not being simple as that so with that i want to get started and again i'm going to try to get through these 59 as quickly as i can but along the way i'll give you some stories maybe some funny some maybe not so funny but any rate so april of 2018 our very first podcast came out and it was one on gun safety and it wound up being two parts so later the first year it wound up being podcast number one and podcast a separate podcast number two came out as our 10th podcast later in the year and it just kind of worked out like that uh so uh some background so podcast number one on gun safety i decided to do with my very best friend my brother from another mother dennis former marine he agreed to come on and do it and firearms or something were both very much uh you know, supporting of and and big fans of. So I thought it'd be a perfect one for he and I to do together. 
plus an opportunity to do a podcast with your very best friend. What, what more excuse do you need? And so when we embarked on the podcast, I think the first time that we recorded it, it wound up being three and a half hours long. Okay, three and a half hours. I was like, okay, I can't have a three and a half hour podcast as my very first podcast out of the gate, but throw Dennis and I in a room and we can talk about all things firearms for very long periods of time. And we don't always agree on the subject, but I knew that we would agree and come together on this topic of gun safety. So that's what we did in the first podcast. Uh, we talked about the importance of the first four rules of gun safety. Number one being treat all guns as if they were loaded at all times. So at any rate, that's how we kind of started this thing. And again, um, it wound up, we did podcast one, then came back some time later and did podcast 10, which was part two, where we covered some more things safety related in the firearms neck of the woods. Uh, but after recording it three and a half hours, I knew it wasn't going to work. There was no way I was still stumbling through editing uh, trying to figure out the tools to do post-production work. And any of you that do a podcast know that sometimes that's where the real effort comes in and certainly can be time consuming. We wound up recording part two, and I think we wound up having to do it twice because for whatever reason, um, and not to throw him under the bus because he was gracious enough to do it with me again, but uh, Dennis was just kind of distracted and was coming in and out of the, <laughs> of the podcast. So I think we wound up recording the second part twice but at any rate uh that's how we got our start so podcast number one in april of 2018 was on gun safety uh number two is interesting i i i met this lady she was a sis, uh, sister of a woman that i knew at the time and she had started up a company called cyber savvy and i thought it was a fantastic platform to get the message out to parents and to kids but primarily focused on parents about technologies and you know if if you're if your if your kids have a smartphone, you probably want to listen to podcast number two. Um, we just simply called it Cyber Savvy. It wound up being an hour and a half long, and that was the very first podcast that I actually based on Kathy, who Kathy Loomis, who did this podcast with me. I did it indirectly to her feedback which was i thought it was great but it's very very long it's too long so that was our second podcast and i and i decided to split uh podcast number two into two parts so if you if you're a parent and you have kids that have are online all the time and or have smartphones which probably means all parents at the end of the day even though i'm not sure that cyber savvy is still around today um, I would recommend you going back and listening to that podcast because there's some great info in there for you, for sure. Uh, podcast number three was Stop the Bleed. Uh, Gina Solomon of uh, uh, the trauma program manager at a local hospital came on. Uh, I had recently given you some background there. She came. Well, let me get ahead of myself here. She came on to talk about specifically Stop the Bleed, the use of tourniquets, the place they have in trauma, the fact that severe bleeding is the number one cause of preventable death in trauma cases. And I had met Gina previously having gone through the Stop the Bleed program, which, by the way, is free. 
and she was our instructor. And I reached out to her afterwards saying, this is a grand, fantastic topic for podcasts. Would you come on and do it with me? And I, I think after a little uncertainty about wanting to do what a podcast was and whether or not she'd be good at recording it with me, she agreed. And I'm forever grateful because I thought it was a fantastic topic to get out there. So Stop the Bleed was podcast number three. Uh, number four, I had a former Marine, a former uh, Force Recon Marine, Van Seeley, come on. And Van uh, was a, uh, he worked at a local gun shop that I was shooting at quite a bit at the time. I'd taken, uh, gosh, uh, I'd been through all of his handgun courses. I'd been through a carbine. He actually let me run my AK in one of his carbine classes. I've taken his handgun classes a couple of times run some competitions up there back when they were doing that at the range. Anyway, I knew Van from the range, obviously, and his knowledge and his background being a former Marine and him teaching and instructing, uh, I thought would be a great opportunity to have him talk about for us to talk together about, uh, you know, comparing gun training versus gear and where you should really focus your efforts and where you should more importantly, spend your money. Uh, and that was the second podcast. If I remember right. Yes, it was our second podcast that I elected because it went on for a while and I can't remember offhand how long it was, but that was one. I also made the decision to split in half. And I think with the exception of the later part for gun safety which was really recorded as a completely separate podcast which is why i included it in as podcast number 10 instead of a part two or part b of two parts um we kept that one we kept that as a separate podcast but the gun training versus gears i split in half because it was one that i think was around the hour and a half maybe hour and 45 minute round i mean van and i had a great talk about the importance of training and getting yourself training that I split it in half. So that's how that came about. Another uh, podcast number five was Ladies, Are You Ready? Ready was a program, uh, uh, a, a self-defense program uh, uh, put on by a uh, local law enforcement officer, um, Deborah Kalish, who was nice enough to come on and talk to me about her program, Ready. Uh, again, women's self-defense, and that was a fantastic topic. I'm not 100% sure if Ready or New You Self-Defense is still around, although I think it is. So that's certainly one, ladies, you'd want to check out for sure, local here to the area, um, North, North Atlanta side. Uh, podcast number six was How to Make Your Home More Secure. Uh, this was among the first of the ones that I did on my own. Uh, you know, everything else, I think for the most part to that point, I'd had a guest on with me, you know, in the spirit of transparencies, I have a hard time doing these on my own. Um, I wish I had time to chase down and wrestle down more guests than what I have had. I don't particularly like listening to myself talk. So if you don't enjoy the ones where I'm by myself as much as you do with ones with guests. I can understand that 
completely because I enjoy talking to guests more than I do the microphone by myself. So, uh, but making your home more secure was, uh, the first one I did on my own and it's a good one for obvious reasons. It's the, the title gives it away. Uh, but I think you get a lot out of that. Uh, number seven was how to make your trauma kits. And this one's near and dear to my heart through recent training I'd had at the time let's just say in the last 10 years, first aid and trauma, CPR, those sorts of things had become top of mind for me again. And I had through Stop the Bleed, uh, community emergency response team training and some other training I'd gotten, I realized just how important it was to have not just a boo-boo bag, a typical regular first aid kit on hand or first aid kits on hand, because you ideally should have more than one. I mean, one for the car and one for the house, certainly. Not to get too far into it, but trauma kits are just as important, and that's where you can uh, pack in a lot of uh, sterile gauze, hemostatic gauze, and most importantly, uh, tourniquets and gloves and things like that. So we talk you through how to build your own trauma kits, because again, that's something you should have in addition to first aid, and likely more what you need. You know, you need to have more than one of. Uh, podcast number eight was just some best gun tips. Uh, at the time, I was kind of on a firearm kick when I started off the podcast and thought, hey, I'll talk about guns some more. So did that. Uh, I was fortunate enough in podcast number nine to have a life coach of mine come on at the time, Neil Lundgren, and talk about the power of meditation and how meditation has kind of been removed from traditional martial arts here as taught in the states and he had some valid points about the validity of of meditation and the fact that they were typical to uh eastern martial arts and had been a part of martial arts for a very long time but here in the west we seem to have gotten away from some of those traditions and so we talked about obviously the importance of meditation and some breathing techniques you could practice for yourself as well and Neil was a great sport about coming on and doing one with me. And I still appreciate that. Uh, number 10, again, I won't talk too much about, was, but was just a completely separate continuation of Dennis's and my original gun safety podcast. So go check that one out, too. Uh, number 11 was safety in and around your vehicle. As the title describes, I talk about everything you should do to your vehicle, for your vehicle, equipment and gear to keep in your vehicle, all of that good stuff. So I highly recommend that one. Uh, podcast number 12 was Krav Maga and what to, ex- what to expect, if I can talk here for a minute. Uh, this was another one, a passion podcast for me, I guess. Uh, at the time, I was heavily involved or had been heavily involved in uh, Krav Maga as both a student and then for a little while as an instructor, uh, le- level A con- instructor and i i really like krav maga i think as a self-defense uh option it's a strong contender certainly you can argue what some of the schools have done to it uh, may have diluted it down some but they have their reasons i'm sure but anyway i wanted to give folks uh a kind of an overview of what they can expect and you know what goes on in class and how classes are conducted and what you know the outcome the the what you can expect if you decide to explore krav maga which i still think is a great option for you if you're looking for things to consider 
Uh, number 13 was the importance of mindset, really first and foremost, even in the even in the philosophy of getting your head wrapped around the fact that we're all responsible for our own personal safety and preparedness. Mindset is so important out of the gate. You got to have the right mindset if you're going to be successful tackling anything in life. But it certainly applies to the self-defense, personal safety, preparedness uh, space. Uh, most definitely it was another one that I did on my own. Uh, Van came back for podcast number 14. Now we're into year two already. And we talked, uh, specifically about gun training. Our previous chat, we talked about the importance of choosing training. You know, if you're looking to spend your hard earned dollars, putting it towards training probably is not the worst idea you could have. And so what we did with podcast 14 is van was willing to come back. And this time we kind of got, did a deep dive into training, what you should look for, what you should look for in an instructor and what you should expect when you go through training and what you should look to get out of training when you do it. So that's a great one to check out. Uh, number 15, podcast 15, again, uh, end of year two strongly, uh, Nathan Two Eagles Downing from Silverline Knife Designs uh, came on and talked to us about the use of knives in personal safety. Uh, Nathan had been stabbed, I think, a time or two, if I remember. Ironically, a trivia point, a couple of my guests have been stabbed uh, that I've had come on and talk. But at any rate, uh, Nathan came on. He has some uh, Indian in him, hence his two eagles name, which I think is fantastic. But uh, he came on and talked about knives and talked about his experience in using them and training with them, etc. Podcast 16, I was fortunate enough to have Rob Pincus on. Uh, to talk about training and mental health. Uh, that is a great one. I highly recommend. Rob came back for a subsequent uh, podcast, which we'll talk about here coming up. He was great. Uh, it was fun chasing Rob down the first time uh, to get him come on, but he was gracious, uh, gracious enough to join us for that one. Podcast 16. Uh, podcast 17, my buddy, Jesse Walker, who runs rough hands, uh, fight company out of Louisville, Kentucky, at least it was in Louisville. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, he came on and we just titled it meditations on learning to fight and self-defense and kind of talked about the industry, things to look for, things to expect some shenanigans, maybe to avoid, Jesse is a bit of history. Jesse back in 2009, 2010, I think it was 2009. Jesse was in Krav Maga before I was. And Jesse and I worked at the same company at the time for a number of years. And Jesse Walker actually is the guy that is fully responsible for getting me sucked into Krav Maga originally. The school that he was training at at the time, I don't think he had started instructing at that point, but the school that he was training at the time was conducting a carjacking seminars. And if you know anything about Krav Maga, they run seminars of all types on a fairly regular basis, carjacking being just one of them. And he uh, let me know that they were doing that at his school that he was going to at the time. And I did that and I was hooked. 
I was completely hooked. The problem was is that there was not a Krav Maga school anywhere near me in my vicinity or otherwise. The school that I had gone to for the seminar was a 45-minute-plus drive for me on a good day, a.k.a. sans traffic. So that just wasn't an option, especially after work. It was probably almost a year, if not a little better, before I found a school that wound up being five minutes at the time at least five minutes from my house and there is where i embarked on my journey in Krav. but anyway uh podcast 17 with jesse walker thank you jesse again for getting me uh brought into that I certainly appreciate it podcast 18 the best self-defense tools to carry you know everybody gets so wrapped up talking about guns and knives and oc pepper spray and whatever else in this podcast i'd like you to go and listen to podcast 18 because i challenge you with some of the less sexy things not the physical tools the physical objects are so important to carry so much as the right mindset situational awareness de-escalation skills avoidance those sorts of things and i argue that those are the most important and the better self-defense tools to be uh sharp with so podcast uh, 18 is certainly a good one uh podcast 19 on ba- being a sa- uh, range safety officer at rso at the time Dennis and I both were actually volunteer uh, range safety officers for the local range that we were, again, shooting a lot at at the time. Volunteered. I think I wound up working uh, like one Sunday a month for a couple of hours, something like that. And when you get to be a range safety officer, first of all, I was uh, certified through NRA, whatever that means. But you know, basically there to help keep the range as safe as possible. And I can't tell you the, the being an RSO was fantastic. And it was also kind of on the edge of being dangerous at times, because, you know, when you're on a public range, you never know what you're going to see or deal with, or people that aren't so familiar, great handling firearms, you know, you got to be there to deal with all of that and to keep things as safe as possible. So that can be a little sketchy at times. I'm not going to lie, but the nice thing about being an RSO, at least that I enjoyed is I love being at the range and seeing others enjoying shooting. I think it's great. I mean, I have my reasons for shooting. Um, but when you're in the range working a range, I enjoyed watching everybody else shoot. So that's that's my behind the scenes, if you will, for podcast 19 podcast 20, uh, the best tool. So we circle back on mindset again. I can't emphasize the importance of having the right mindset, whatever you tackle in life, as I said uh, earlier, but having a positive mindset, having a never quit, won't give up can't stop me mindset is key the willingness to accept responsibility uh for your personal safety etc you know those sorts of things to me merited a second discussion so podcast 20 the best tool mindset part two on podcast 21 i was fortunate enough to have mr ryan hoover from fit to fight out of charlotte north carolina join us join me for a podcast and one of the things i he probably gets teased a a lot about i'm guessing 
Um, and it certainly, I would argue, probably angers a lot of people when he's asked. But Ryan's known for his answer, and he's not the only one that gives it, and he's not his original answer by any stretch. But Ryan's known for giving the answer of, it depends if you ask him a self-defense or personal safety-specific question. Um, and so podcast 21 was, it depends if you're Ryan Hoover and Ryan came on and we talked about that as well as some other things, um, in the, in the, uh, around the fallacies of self-defense. So that's a good one to check out if you haven't yet. Podcast 22, how to build your get home bag. So I've been carrying a get home bag in the trunk of my car for, I've, Gosh, I over a decade, I'm guessing, maybe more. And if I haven't been carrying a, a proper get home bag, a GHB bag, as they call them, uh, I've probably been carrying bits and pieces and pieces parts, as I like to say, of a get home bag for even longer than that. And so I would recommend you listening to podcast 22. Uh, you'll hear GHBs and uh, BOBs, bug out bags uh, in the mix. And a get home bag is a little bit different as for a little bit less period, a little bit less period of time, smaller period of time, 24 hours versus 72 like a bug out bag would be. But I would also argue that a get home bag is more important and you should definitely keep one for you and your family members in the trunk of your vehicles at all times. Podcast 23, why be invested in your personal safety? This was one that I took on with uh, Andy of the Secure Dad, and the, the, this was a great subject. And um, how this came about, given some backstories, is um, obviously Andy runs his podcast, The Secure Dad, and I was running mine now into you know, wrapping up the year, the end of year two for mine. And if I remember right, and Andy can correct me, but I think if I remember right, Andy had thrown a post out on Instagram saying, Hey, has anybody got something they want to talk to me about on a podcast? Or would anybody want to do a podcast with me? And maybe I was naive. Maybe I wasn't exactly who Andy was looking for to reach out, but I pinged him immediately, I think. And I was like, I'd be interested in having a chit chat with you. And Andy graciously agreed. And so I had Andy come on the show. <clears throat> he did the self-initiative project podcast with me, podcast 23, and it was great. And I think one of my, well, we talked about a lot of things of which one was, you know, you, you shouldn't be relying 100% on 911, right? Like, again, you're responsible for your personal safety and preparedness, too, but certainly your personal security, if you will. So we talked about that, but one of the takeaways, and I didn't think it would have been the biggest takeaway, I wouldn't have thought, but it's come up, I'd say, at least a handful of times or more since then is, I kind of on occasion will put guests on the spot. It's not malicious. It's not nefarious. But the one thing that I asked Andy and I kind of put him on the spot about is I said, you know, what do you think it would do take to get people more vested or invested in their own personal safety? And I don't think Andy hesitated too long when he said something bad has got to happen to him first. And I think I kind of waffled on that with him in the moment. 
But in retrospect, I have to say, Andy, Podcast 23, when you said it, something bad happening in order for someone to take their own personal safety seriously. I I hate to say, and this isn't meant to be, uh, you know, um, uh, negative. I don't want to be a negative Nelly here, but just observationally, I think it does. I think it, I think it, for those that don't give much thought to their own personal safety or just say, oh, it's 911, you know, I'll deal with it when and if it comes, or I'm not worried about it happening to me because maybe I live somewhere where safe, or maybe my attitude is just, well, that's what 911 is for. Okay, great. But yeah, I think um, for those people, yeah, it's going to take something bad happening to them. And I don't wish that on anyone. But I think Andy was right. So that was probably my biggest takeaway from our conversation, Andy. Uh, Podcast 23, why be invested in your personal safety? Well, Andy and I talk about that. So I recommend you listening. We wrap up year two with how to buy a gun and what to expect. So I had a buddy of mine from a local gun shop that I've done a lot of business with over the years. He was nice enough to come on and talk to me about, at least for the state of Georgia, and then some generic information too, but at least specific to the state of Georgia. And don't let that dissuade, don't let that dissuade you from listening to it. I'm just being upfront with you. Uh, for Georgia, we talk about what the steps are involved with purchasing a firearm. And hopefully in the mix of doing that, we dispel some of the uh, myths and legends that are tossed around out there for, by those that are not necessarily familiar with guns at all or in the space at all. So that's a good one to listen to. And Podcast 24 wraps up year two. And that was done in March of 2020. Uh, I was really proud of this one. We kick off uh, year three with situational awareness and more with Podcast 25. And I had Kelly Sayre of the Diamond Arrow Group, uh, who I'm so happy and fortunate that she came on to do this. We talked about situational awareness, situational awareness. I have a speech impediment today, apparently. Um, And it's funny. So Kelly's been back one time since then as well. We'll talk about that coming up, but we talked about, you guessed it, situational awareness. Well, a couple of funny stories are not so funny stories, but I'm going to tell them anyway. So, um, and should probably hopefully get a kick out of these. But when I first reached out to Kelly about the prospects of doing a podcast with me, I could tell she was a little reserved and a little apprehensive and rightfully so. She didn't know me from Adam at the time. She'd probably still tell you she doesn't know me from Adam at the time and I'm okay with that. But at any rate, we arranged to have a phone call just to introduce ourselves. She wanted to understand what my vibe was, I think, and uh, what what my shtick was behind the scenes, I guess, if you will. And I happened to be grocery shopping during our phone call. I don't think she knew that at the time, but I was actually in Kroger, not trying to promote them, but I was literally inside of a Kroger grocery store uh, grabbing a few items. Uh, in the mix while talking to her and trying to let her know who I was and to convince her to come on to the podcast, which apparently worked. So then she agrees to come on to the podcast and the recording fails 
completely. I mean, when we get through, and we had a fantastic, a fantastic conversation, an hour, hour and a half's worth. When we get through and I get off the phone with her, I realize not a single word from our chat had been recorded at all, whatsoever. And I was like, a dead panic. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? So I can't remember if I emailed her or called her. I think I emailed her and I said, Hey, I've had an equipment failure. I have no idea what happened. I'm so sorry. Is there any way that you'll come back and do it again with me? And we laughed and giggled about it. And she was a great sport and agreed to come back and do it the same thing all over again and by now you know it's like we're not going off of scripts we don't have anything you know we've got at most bullet point topics that i've put together for us to touch upon but we're literally winging everything as i do with all these podcasts like no guests has any more than a bulleted outline at the very most. And so everything we do is kind of just winging it as we go. I find those are the best conversations. And just as a sidebar note, I've also never been paid to have anybody on the show and I've never paid anybody to be on the show. So this is just all of us out there supporting one another and willing to talk to each other basically at the end of the day. So I invite Kelly back for a second time to go through it. And she does. Well, I'm an idiot because guess what? Equipment, utter total equipment failure a second time. How does that happen? Who does that happen to? Well, let me tell you, it happened to me twice now. To make a long story even shorter, or to make a long story longer, (laughs) um, Kelly agrees to come back for a third time. And I'm pretty sure we recorded it and got it right on the third try. To this day, and I've told her since, to this day, I still have no clue what caused those failures. But you can bet with everything every, everything you have that ahead of every podcast, I do an equipment check and a recording check on my, you know, my uh, little uh, micro card. Well, they're not micro, but they're SD cards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in my digital recorder. I do it, and in a lot of cases, I'll actually call one of my buddies, too, to make sure I get them recorded, and it's all okay and checked out before I get anyone on the call. Now, I've had some bad connections, and we'll talk about one of those coming up, but Kelly, thank you so much for your patience and your support and your graciousness in doing that first podcast on situational awareness, Podcast 25. Way to start off the third year strong. So... um Number 26 was another one I did on my own, what if, and I really wanted to leave it at that, but I knew that probably wouldn't be enough. So it's what if the importance through thinking through scenarios and simply put anyone that's taken the time to thought through, to think through, or to have thought through a scenario or multiple scenarios, whatever it is, and think to themselves, what might I do should this happen? What if this happens, what would I do? They're better off than the person that hasn't. Now, you can't possibly think of every possible situation that or scenario that could happen to you, but you can think of some, and you can be as creative as you want, and you don't have to have the right answer. There's not necessarily 
a right answer and that kind of ties back into ryan hoover's philosophy is it depends but again the persons that's thought through those scenarios and has come up with an action plan or a response to those scenarios is way better off than the person that hasn't so i recommend podcast 26 to kind of wrap your noodle around that one on podcast 27 i have uh, beverly baker of uh, metropolitan finishing school come on and talk about her asphalt anthropology uh, program which beverly didn't know and honestly we didn't know each other from adam and eve but she was gracious enough to come on and talk about her program she's got a lot of good stuff she has a tremendous she's a tremendous tremendous martial artist she has a lot of real world and practical self-defense and personal protection personal um you know personal safety experience firsthand so i recommend uh podcast 27 and listening to beverly's story it's fantastic at the time it was going on so podcast 28 i couldn't help myself i did one on your personal safety during a pandemic uh this covid bs was happening at the time i thought it would be timely to get on there and maybe throw out some tips or things that people should be thinking about and taking into consideration with strange times and a pandemic going on you don't know what's going out on in the public you don't know what people are doing or willing to do so podcast 28 we covered the pandemic thing and then we move on my next guest and my next podcast was podcast 29 i titled it the realities of violence with randy king randy has been gracious enough to come back two or three times uh with me he uh at the time had a program called the realities of violence i actually went through that uh prior to doing this podcast with him it was just a matter of timing plus i wanted to be able to speak more intelligently about it but randy was a real champ putting up with me to come on and i think you know and, and i think he said it at a point i don't know and don't mean to put you on the spot randy but i think we kind of figured out even though he's way up in canada and i'm way down here in atlanta georgia uh, i think we kind of figured out we were a bit of kindred spirits but you know in fairness not to be all sappy about that that uh, i mean that might be true but i think anybody in this space that's as passionate about it as some of us are such as randy I think it's say we're all a little bit of a kindred spirit uh, behind the scenes because we, we do take our personal safety seriously and we want to help others and inform others. And in doing so, I think there's just this natural bond that takes place. But Podcast 29, Realities of Violence with Randy King was the first time he came on to the show. The next one, which is near and dear to my heart, is Podcast 30. It's safety for the elderly and aging, and I'm keeping a watch on my time because I'm hoping I can do all of this in under an hour, but we'll see. Podcast 30, my personal uh, personal goals for myself. My parents are aging. I know a lot of my friends and acquaintances I know have aging parents, so this is near and dear to my heart. And we simply talk about safety in and around the house, for example, uh, how serious falls can be um, and those sorts of things. So if you do have aging par parental units, as I call them, or you know folks that have aging parents or aging family members in general it doesn't have to be parents obviously i recommend podcast 30 for you there's some good information in there to take away for sure 
Podcast 31, I did in October of 2020. It's safety while hiking and camping. You probably don't know it because I don't think I've ever talked about it before, except maybe in this podcast, maybe as I'm a big outdoors person, always have. And while I don't always make it a point to spend the time I want to or need to, and while I don't always have the time I may want to spend outdoors, outdoors and being in the woods is where I find my Zen. So that's just kind of a sidebar note. But at the time, I think I had just gotten back from a camping trip up in the North Georgia mountains, which I've always enjoyed. And so I was literally inspired to do this podcast on safety while hiking and camping. And again, the title is self evident. So check out podcast 31. If you do any camping or spend any time hiking outdoors at all, it'll be a good one for you. The next podcast coming up is podcast 32, if you're not keeping count with me, (laughs) just a reminder, and it was alternative tools for non-permissive environments. And if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves, this is where I had the Necromaker come on. And if you're on Instagram at all and you're in the space, the Necromaker makes a lot of G10 tools, Um, let's just say personal safety tools, alternative tools that are NPE safe, meaning non-permissive environments. So G10 and the sheath that those tools go into should be 100% undetectable by any metal detectors at all. And I'm not promoting NPE tools for nefarious purposes whatsoever, but it does give the good guys some options potentially some options when they find themselves in spaces that don't allow firearms, for example, to be brought in. Uh, These G10 types of tools uh, give you some options. And so I'm not going to suggest anything nefarious or related with them, but they do have a place and they are very effective. G10 is uh, very strong when it's built and done properly And uh, you can make a lot of edged and certainly stabby, pointy uh, tools out of it. So check that one out. If nothing else, you'll learn about uh, G10 and what NPE means uh, when it comes to your personal safety considerations. Uh, Podcast 33 is another one that I think is great. Um, it, It will never happen to me. This is for those folks that think they don't need to be so concerned about their personal safety because maybe where they live is known for being ultra safe and or they've never really had anything happen to them in their entire lucky lives. So they just don't think it's happening. This episode, I have several guests on coworkers, some friends and otherwise come on. (laughs) Well, it's not like as if I didn't have non friends come on or enemies come on. I'm just saying others. I had a dozen or so guests that I know come on and talk to me specifically about things that have happened to them uh, in efforts to help maybe show supporting evidence that while we're lucky and that bad things don't occur often, much less all the time, they do happen. And you never know when they're going to happen. And you never know how they're going to happen, when they're going to happen, or what exactly is going to happen. But we have, I have a, I'd say about five people come on, tell their stories, and I tell some stories of my own. So that's podcast 33. I recommend it because 
Podcast 34, we immediately follow that up with how to better avoid, respond, and recover if it does happen. So you've assumed you've lived your entire life as you're not worried about it because it's not going to happen to me or it's never going to happen to me. Well, that's probably not really the case. If it never happens to you, you've just been lucky or you really know what you're doing, you stay sharp and you avoid everything that's ever been possible. But if it does happen or if it has happened or if you're interested in learning how to avoid it in the first place, Podcast 34 as a follow-up would be a good one for you to to listen to for sure. Uh, I kind of did this tongue-in-cheek, I guess you'd say. I kind of hope to incite some riots to some degree, but I did uh, Podcast 35, Guns Are Not the Answer to Your Personal Safety, and I made that title on purpose. Um, A, I was hoping to anger someone, incite some anger in someone, and I don't think it happened, or if it did, I never heard of it. And if you if you don't agree with it or if it does make you angry, angry, please feel free to reach out so we can talk about it. I'm always open to a good debate or having some, you know, intelligent discourse uh, over a topic. But uh, this is just reminding us that if you do elect to have a gun for personal safety, for self-defense, whether it's in your home or on your person, it is not your go-to. It is not your first line of defense. It is. It should never be your first tool. And on top of that, kind of like fighting in general, if you're carrying a gun, your mentality should be, that's the last thing I ever want to have to use in my arsenal. So podcast 35 is good for nothing else than a little bit of grounding around the notion that a gun is a fast fix or a go-to, go, go-to tool or an end-all, be-all. So podcast 36, I hope I did it justice. I, I'm not sure how it went over, although I did get some good feedback on it. But this one I was inspired by. Um, it's uh, podcast 36 is personal safety for the disabled. And um, I hope he doesn't get upset. I'm not going to use his full name. Uh, but if I remember correctly, um, I had a follower on Instagram that reached out to me about some of his challenges in being disabled. I'm just going to say it right. And he was wondering with his dis- disabilities, which I'm not going to get into now, he was wondering what he might be able to do if he found himself in some precarious predicaments. Right. So I hope I did him right by this podcast personal safety for the disabled podcast 36. I hope I did him right in this podcast. And at the same time, I hope I put some realistic strategies and at least get the creative mental juices flowing for those that might have a challenge, a physical uh, challenge or otherwise, and they're looking for options. Maybe they don't feel like they know what they could do or if they could do anything Maybe this podcast, if nothing else, inspires them or gives them some food for thought. So check that one out for sure. Podcast 37, Mr. Pincus, Mr. Rob Pincus is back again. Uh, We had a slight disagreement and some things we were looking at, some ways we were thinking about things or talking about things. Rob came on, Rob came on, you know, to discuss it with me. 
uh, I'll let you listen to the podcast if you're interested. But anyway, up in arms with Rob Pincus, Podcast 37 was another good one. And thanks, Rob, for being uh, generous enough to come on and, and do both of those podcasts with me. Podcast 38, a chat with Tammy Yard McCracken. Well, what can I say? If you've never heard of her, then okay, fine. But she is um, she runs Core Self Defense and Krav Maga and Five Hundred Rising. If you don't know, I highly re- recommend you getting out there and and getting to know her and her content, her material. She's PhD. She's not only a badass, but she's brilliant too. And she was gracious enough to come on and chit chat um, with us about Krav Maga. And um, just some misinformation that gets disseminated out there or otherwise. Really good chat. And I certainly appreciated Tammy coming on and doing Podcast 38 with us. Podcast 39, I have Tom um, from Secure Tactical come on and talk about their safes, their line of safes. Again, I'm not paid for this stuff. I didn't pay them. But Tom had a PR person reach out. So we wound up doing lock up your guns, how appropriate, guys making safes, primarily for military, but in more recent moved into civilian. He's got some really innovative things. He kind of will work to shift your perspective on the traditional gun safes that we're all familiar with that you buy in the stores. So t- uh, take a listen to Podcast 39, Lock Up Your Guns. Randy joins us again in Podcast 40. Uh, de-escalation, a key to conflict management. I think Randy's kind of shifted his business model some, and Randy, keep me honest here, but he's kind of shifted his uh, business model some away from teaching or running a physical self-defense school all the time to doing more training uh, specifically with a focus around de-escalation, um, but uh, certainly uh, with 80-20 conflict management strategies, Randy's got a lot of good uh, information to share and impart to the masses, so I recommend him checking it out. But in the meantime, you can listen to our second connection on Podcast 40 on de-escalation. Podcast 41, man, I thought I had hit gold. Uh, I was so lucky that John Corellia of Active Self-Protection came on uh, to do a podcast with us. And I'll leave it with that. If you're in the gun community, if you're in the personal safety space, you're probably familiar with John and his YouTube uh, reviews of situations gone bad and what went wrong, what was done well, what could have been done better, yada, yada, yada. If you're in the space, you know active self-protection and John. So John was willing to come on and do Podcast 41 with us. Thanks so much, John, for doing that. Enjoyed that that uh, topic um, in our conversation for sure. Okay, so Podcast 42. I was super happy to have my guest on that came on, but Podcast 42 Next to Kelly's not recording two out of three times, my podcast with Tony Blower was both a super high point for me, uh, being able to talk to Tony and him agreeing to do my little old podcast with me. But man, let me tell you, the sound quality of Podcast 42 is not all there. Uh, like most, if not all of my podcast, well, at least with guests, are done over cell phone. 
And you know what that means. It means connectivity. It means, you know, do you have a strong signal? Are your batteries charged? Are you in an environment conducive to talking on a phone? And not just a phone, a cell phone, because we know that cell phones pick up everything around you but your actual conversation. And on purpose, uh, that's a topic for another day. But at any rate, Tony and I had a great chat, certainly, but it is fraught with God, I don't even know what was going on. I think airplanes, wind, dogs barking, geese or ducks quacking in the background, you name it, it went on during Tony's and my conversation. But I think there's enough there to piece together the decent conversation that it was. And again, I'm so thankful for Tony coming on and doing that with me. So podcast 43 felt odd when I did it, but I felt like it was something that I've never heard anybody talk about or had seen blogs or articles written on. And maybe that's just because I don't get out much, but I wanted to do a a podcast around for vendors. Uh, So podcast 43 was safety considerations for vendors of all types. And what I did this, I had in mind, you know, like these arts and crafts fairs and the festivals and things where people are handling large sums of cash and working out of a makeshift, you know, kidney pouch or uh, makeshift lockbox, whatever that is. And, and hopefully for those that do arts and crafts or run shows or even uh, farmers markets, you know, whatever the, I was thinking smaller outdoor vendor, of course it could be indoor too. It doesn't matter, but I'm just telling you what was in my mind at the time. I was thinking about these folks needing some attention, some love. So we made podcast 43 just for them. And I hope they can take away some nuggets of safety for themselves uh, afterwards. Moving on to podcast 44, almost getting near to the end of year four, how physical fitness fits into your personal safety and preparedness plan. Man, is there anything more important when defending yourself if than your physical uh, fitness level and your physical capabilities? You could still argue that mindset and situational awareness and avoidance and de-escalation and active listening and all those, dare I say, soft skills are more important. But when it comes to things going sideways and you needing to go physical, when and if those times happen, whether it's with a perfectly good stranger or someone you know and or have loved at some point in your life, being better physically fit. And I'm guilty of it, too, taking time off, more time off than I should. You know, you should consider getting yourself into a physical workout regimen and staying as fit. You don't have to be a bodybuilder and be super muscular, but you need to have some mobility and some flexibility and some power and strength. Um, If you ever stand a chance of potentially having to fend off someone or dare I say, you know, going to the extreme of of fighting for your life and physical fitness comes into that uh if for no other time so we talk a lot uh, we talk a lot about physical fitness and the things that go into that so i recommend podcast 44 certainly for you podcast 45 i thought was uh an obligation kind of a a need to a have to and that's on active shooter killer and what you need to know and again the title self-explanatory 
look, again, we're very fortunate that in the world we live in, more bad things don't happen. I will also tell you as a side bit of commentary that guns are not the problem. Mental health and people, what resides in people's hearts are the problem. And that's a more difficult issue to tackle. Um, but at any rate, um, I, I would recommend you listening to Podcast 45 just to be maybe perhaps a little bit better prepared should you ever, and hopefully it'll never happen, and I dare I say probably will not ever happen to you, but should you ever find yourself in a situation, Podcast 45 hopefully will give you some tips and things to think about should you find yourself in an active shooter killer scenario. So take a listen there. So podcast 46. So my inspiration behind this one, and I, I didn't want to do it in the sense that I don't really like to talk about myself really at the end of the day, especially when I'm not asked to. But I realized coming up at the end of four years that I hadn't really provided anybody with any background on who the heck I was or why I was doing this or anything else. So podcast 46 is who is this guy talking about me, of course, more about me and my personal safety journey. And I just kind of talk about the history of me and the things that likely shaped me and drove me to get more into the space of personal safety and preparedness. And so again, I don't like to talk about myself, but if you want to know more about me, at least in this context, I highly recommend podcast 46. Podcast 47, cybersecurity, again, self-evident by the title, but it's a good one. And, you know, I think it's a good one for uh, kids if they're old enough to listen to a podcast and understand what's going on and you as their parents can make that decision. But, you know, when I did cybersecurity, two thoughts come to mind. One was I've been through so much cybersecurity training over time with my various corporate jobs, which is what I do most of the time. This is merely a side gig. Uh, I've been through so much cybersecurity training that I thought it'd be a good idea to try to remember some of the things I've learned, plus share some of my personal experiences firsthand and just give some basic tips around what to avoid, what to be on the lookout for, what not to do uh, when it comes to your cybersecurity plan. So I highly recommend Podcast 47. And what I was going to say in addition to the kids is this is for those of us that have older people in our lives, whether it's friends, you know, other family members, uncles, aunts, whatever. Uh, I thought of it in context of my parents who, again, as I mentioned earlier, are getting on up in age. And I, I think this information is invaluable for them because if your parents are like my parents, for example, even though they're getting up in age, my parents are on the computer and they're on their smartphones quite frequently. I won't say all the time, but quite frequently. And they've brought to me things that seem suspicious to them. And that's your first thing is listening to your intuition. And in the couple of things that, for example, my dad have brought to me, they were actually scammers attempting uh, to get his information or to get him to divulge things about himself. So, yeah, invaluable. Highly recommend Podcast 47 on cyber cybersecurity, certainly. Podcast 48, again, a, a self-evident title, carjacking. Um, this is, uh, we talk about the difference between car theft and carjacking. They're not necessarily the same things, although related. 
and we talk about some things for you to consider. Again, it depends. I'm going to capitalize on Ryan's answer. It depends, but uh, a good one to listen to. Another good uh, podcast. And 48 podcast 48 on carjacking rounds out year four. So here we are moving into year five and April of 2022 for podcast 49. We have Kelly Sayre back from the Diamond Arrow Group this time to be talking about um, her new book that she wrote and put out called Sharp Women. And, you know, I must admit spirit of transparency again never bought and paid for any of these podcasts to have guests come on or to talk about products or whatever else but kelly i i suggested another podcast kelly if i remember how it went she suggested that hey her book's coming out it was available on what was it kelly uh audible um uh, Kindle, whatever. Anyway, electronic form. She's like, hey, it's only 99 cents. Would you mind buying it? Because we've got an intro price on it right now on for the digital copy. Would you mind buying it for 99 cents, reading it, and then having me come on and us talk about it? And I was like, you know what? Why the heck not? I, I find worse ways to spend 99 cents right at the time. I think it costs a little bit more than that now at this point because it's it's gone very well for Kelly, which is fantastic. So rightfully so, charging more a bit more for it now. But a really good book written certainly for women, I think mostly, I think would be fair to say. I don't think that would I, I don't think Kelly would find that an unfair statement. But let me tell you, guys can take a lot away from this book because if nothing else, they might be able or are likely able to get a little bit of insight as to how a woman thinks and what's going through her mind in some of these situations that Kelly talks about in her book. So Podcast 49, Be a Sharper Woman with Kelly Sarah is a good one for you to check out as well. Moving on. So uh, Podcast 50, when do I know I might be attacked and when should I consider responding? Okay, so a couple of behind-the-scenes things here. I could not figure out for the life of me how I should title this particular podcast. So sorry, folks, that this was not the clearest title I probably could have uh, miracled up for this particular topic. When do I know I might be attacked and when should I consider responding? So I have an inspiration behind this podcast, uh, Podcast 50. My buddy from high school, Tony, who I don't think he'll mind me mentioning him, over the years and us, him less so than me, but over the years of my involvement in martial arts and especially in my years of Krav Maga and all the other stuff I've done, uh, related to personal safety, self-defense, whatever. Tony has asked me, I know uh, he, he can correct me because he's got a memory like a still trap, like elephants have nothing on him. Um, I am pretty certain that over the years, cumulatively, Tony has probably asked me more than one, probably – obviously more than one, uh, probably a half a dozen times, six, seven times at least. Hey, 
if I find myself in a predicament, and I think the the scenario he keeps bringing up is the gas station. I'm at the gas station, and this guy's walking up to me, and he gets up to me, and he's in my space. How am I going to know when he's about to attack me, or how am I going to know when it's my turn to go? Meaning, how am I going to? How am I supposed to know when I should attack? When I should go on the offense? Uh, when I should throw the first punch or kick? And I said, well, first of all, why did you let him get into your personal space in the first place? So we started there. But, you know, Tony doesn't do or think through as much of this stuff as I do, right? I've been doing this a long time. At least I feel like I have now. So, you know, he's asking a legit question. I think it would be also fair to say that Tony's expecting a specific answer or specific steps one through three to follow type of thing. And I think that's way a lot of people think about it. But again... Uh, it depends. And so what this podcast does is we talked about pre-attack indicators, things to be looking for from another individual. And first of all, don't let anyone that you don't know, especially especially a perfectly good stranger, don't let anyone get into your personal space, which, you know, is like what, anything less than three or four feet because uh, you could be in bad trouble if they did have nefarious intent. But we talk about pre-attack indicators. Uh, we don't give any illegal advice, but, you know, obviously that's a consideration too. Um, and we talk about the aftermath and some other of those things. So anyway, all these stuff to say, hey, it depends. And, you know, if you're looking for pre-attack indicators, you're not just looking for one. You're looking for three or four or a combination of things where you feel, including your intuition, you feel like something might be going on. And so Podcast 50, that's what we did. Now, I have yet to get Tony's full report on that podcast, but I'm hoping he liked it and at least was able to take away something from it. More to come. Podcast 51 was a good one, uh, I must say. I had Wesley on from Gray Man Briefing and Saprisi Straps, and he's got a couple of things going there. And really, his main thing is piping out a lot of information that you may or may not see through the normal media news outlets. So, And then he's doing some preparedness and personal safety uh, gear in the mix as well. But uh, again, uh, basically met Wesley through Instagram, decided to do this podcast and it wound up being um, a good one. He was in the army uh, previously and in law enforcement. So really some great tips and, uh, and some differing views or advice on how to handle or go about things. So really good chat and podcast 51. Podcast 52, we talk about weather safety. Again, a title that makes complete sense and pretty much talks, <laughs> tells you everything you need to know. But uh, I can't remember the inspiration of this other than there may have been some flash floods going on in the area. And I, and I thought to myself, well, we haven't really talked about weather safety specifically. We've talked about active shooters and carjackings and uh, all of that stuff, but we hadn't talked about weather safety. So we get in there and talk about safety for some of the major things like heat, uh, thunderstorms, tornadoes, hurricanes. And we talk about, you know, not just the types of weathers, but the bad things that come about due to or through the weather, uh, like lightning, um, flooding, and, and, and high winds, all the thing, all things that can be dangerous and some some tips in the mix and how to 
how to handle situations you might find yourself in. So take a listen to Podcast 52, certainly. On the topics that we haven't covered, and I have no idea why, because this is one near and dear to my heart, Podcast 53 uh, we talk about road rage and avoiding it at all cost is the short answer. Uh, some people just can't help themselves and some people can't help using what their middle finger does on its own. Apparently, I don't know, but I recommend whether you have anger issues, ego issues, or you just want to understand what you can do easily for yourself to remain safer out there in the crazy world that we live in traffic in city streets whatever at the stop sign in the parking lot i recommend podcast 53 on road rage certainly podcast 54 i knew i had talked previously and we just talked about it here uh i had done a podcast on who am i and how did i get to this point in my journey with personal safety but i I felt like And I had been reading a book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. And I I own up to the fact that it was my inspiration for doing this podcast is saying why I was here, why I was doing this and uh, why I do what I do specifically. So if you're curious, if you're interested, Podcast 54 gives you a little bit of insight as to my why. Podcast 55, I was very fortunate that Morgan with rogue preparedness was gracious enough to come on and talk about getting prepared, being prepared and what that means for her and how people can get started. Some considerations like, Hey, everybody talks about getting beans and rice for themselves when getting prepared and building up a food store. Morgan's perspective on that. And I tend to agree is that that is hogwash How much rice and beans can you eat and can you eat for a sustained period of time when it and when it comes to prepping, you need to be thinking about those longer periods of time. So her point, and I agree with it, but I hadn't heard anybody say it before, was that you need to be stockpiling foods that you actually like and are going to want to eat and will eat, especially for extended periods of time. Having rice and beans on hand is good, but that should not be your only go-to for your food store. So if you want to learn more about getting and being prepared, listen to Podcast 55 with Rogue Preparedness. I think you'll enjoy it immensely. I know I did. And thank you, Morgan, again for coming on. Podcast 56, and I know we're nearing the end of year five here, getting close, but, and I meant for this just to be an homage of of five years of doing this in case you haven't figured that out now, but uh, Podcast 56 was Neighborhood Safety and Community, and the inspiration of this was that I have a neighbor a couple of doors down, Max, who he and I have what I would think are typical driveway conversations. Now, we also have talked about the erosion of community and how neighbors don't commute, <laughs> you know, don't build community anymore and don't get out and mingle and talk or go to each other's houses much anymore. But I feel like the the thing, the great thing about having Max as a neighbor is that he and I do just that. And a lot of times it consists of probably me walking down to his driveway more often than not. But he and I will stand out in the driveway and talk sometimes for 15, 30 minutes about whatever. Um, but uh, in all the driveway conversations, sidewalk conversations, whatever you want to call it that we've had, 
personal safety and per- family preparedness. He he has a wife and two young girls, very young girls. Uh, personal safety and preparedness and the craziness that's going around in the world today have been topics that we have brought up uh, more than once in our conversation, just if nothing else, just in simply in context of community and looking after each other's homes, for example, or what's going on in the streets and in the neighborhood at large. So that was the inspiration of doing this podcast. And when I said, hey, Max, you want to do a podcast and talk about exactly what we stand out here in the driveway and talk about? He was like, absolutely. So thank you, dear neighbor, for coming on. I appreciate you. Check out Podcast 56 with Max and I, Neighborhood Safety and Community. Next is more on de-escalation with Randy King. Man, I can't get enough of Randy. Uh, He knows more about de-escalation than I think anybody does and certainly uh, talks about de-escalation enough or maybe not enough. I think more people need to understand what it is and what's involved. But Randy comes back again with 80-20 conflict management strategies um, and talks to us uh, more about de-escalation and any podcast that I've done with Randy. And I think this is the third one. Now uh, you won't be disappointed. In it, I promise you. And uh, you know, uh, to be a Canadian, he's a super cool guy. <laughs> uh, podcast 58. Um, so a buddy of mine, Chris, who uh, shoots like I do, he's shot, three gun competition he's done a whole lot more than i do tons of reloads tons of firearms that he's trained with and shot with he and i've shot with shot some together at the range he's let me quote unquote borrow a couple of his toys to try out at the range which i've always been grateful for and appreciate thank you chris Uh, but he told a story the genesis behind this podcast of tag you're it what you need to know about trackers podcast 58 is he told the story on his personal instagram account about his encounter with being tracked by one of the let's just say more popular larger known tracking devices that are now become available and look these things are meant to track your purse your wallet your keys those sorts of things unfortunately you know you give somebody a pencil they'll figure out how to use it in a nefarious manner for their own gain and so that's what's happened and again not at large scale but that's what has happened and is happening with some of these tracking devices that are now out to the open consumer market is there being being used for less than noble reasons, aka tracking cars to potentially steal, or worse yet, tracking women and following them home or through the stores, you know, whatever it might be. So Chris and I said that we should do a podcast about this. He agreed. I'm appreciative of that. And so we talk about all things trackers, things to be aware of, things to be on the lookout for. And just if nothing else, even though I don't think anybody's got an answer right now except to stop making them for the consumer market, but even then you could argue uh, won't do a lot of good. And we know another parallel tool that could be a similar thing said for, but I don't think shutting it down completely for the consumer market is the answer but with that being said i'm not sure what the answer is for dealing with trackers 
but we talk about it all in this podcast. And if nothing else, we wanted to do it just to create some awareness that, hey, there there are these things and they are or have been and can be used in these manner. You should be aware of this and then come up with your own safety plan related to it. So that's podcast 58. And last but not least, of course, this one, Podcast 60, is the last one rounding out year five, but Podcast 59 was the place for improvised weapons. And I knew that the the genesis of this podcast, this more recent podcast, Improvised Weapons, was I knew we'd talked about active shooter, killer situations and things to consider there. I knew that we'd talked about tools for non-permissive environments, you know, the G10 for uh, NPE, but I had not put a focus on improvised weapons. So this podcast, Podcast 59, we talk specifically about using (laughs) unconventional things that you wouldn't normally think of to use as a weapon or as a distraction tool, whether throwing it or using it as impact or striking or whatever it might be, stabbing. We, We talk about the use, the case for fire extinguishers, staplers, pencils, letter openers, chairs, keyboards, shoes, stilettos, you name it, thinking outside the box. Should you find yourself in a situation and you don't have access to a more traditional tool or weapon such as a firearm or knife or OC spray, whatever the scenario could be, you may have to look for something around you that can be employed as a self-defense tool. So this podcast, we talk about that. We talk about some specific examples, certainly, but we kind of leave it up to the audience to think through what they might do should they find themselves in a situation where an improvised tool might need to come into play. So with that, we have just covered five years of the Self-Initiative Project podcast. This makes podcast 60. If you're listening to that, you've now got the retro of everything there is. Hopefully in that mix, some things have sent up flags to make you think, aha, I need to listen to that, or aha, I should send that podcast to this individual I know that needs to hear that topic, whatever it is. And we want to take this moment to say thank you. We appreciate you. We hope that you've taken away, been able to take away at least one thing from all these podcasts that you hadn't thought about before that maybe you've implemented or instituted for your own personal safety or preparedness plan, whatever that looks like. Make a long story short, we 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 founded this on the on the premise that we're all responsible for our personal safety and preparedness and When we started this, we wanted to get the information out there in hopes that it would help someone. So hopefully our dream, so to speak, has come true, and hopefully we've helped you and continue to help people as they get this information and listen to it and process it and figure out how to implement it for themselves and their plans. But we uh, will wrap things up. This has gone longer than I thought it would, but I thought it was a good idea to do this retro kind of get it all out there in your face and again we appreciate you and thanks so much for listening and if you'll share this with your friends and family that would be fantastic we'll appreciate you that much more and uh 
keep on following us. If, if you haven't followed us yet, we're also on Instagram. That's really our primary platform outside of the podcast. I have a full-time gig, so I haven't dedicated as much to this as I should have, uh, I, I, admittedly. But I do think we have some good information out there, both on the podcast and shared on our uh, Instagram page. So follow us if you haven't. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>